Hello and welcome back to my podcast, The Fast Break, where I break down the relationship between sports, politics, and the media, and just how all those all those relationships has changed over the years. My name is Drew Pickard, and let's break it down. So on this week of the episode, we're going to break down the great Muhammad Ali and his involvement in the civil rights movement, his relationship with Malcolm X and Islam, and also his decision to refuse the draft while at the height of the Vietnam War. So there's a lot to talk about, so let's just not waste any more time and get right into it. So Muhammad Ali was born on January 17th, 1942, uh, to the name uh, Cassius Clay. And I mentioned this his birth name here because you'll see um, later on in this episode, um, you know, Ali would change his name, which would cause great controversy um, in the media. So anyway, uh, Ali, he would go down in history as one of the greatest boxers to ever put on a pair of gloves. Um, during his career, the fighter would win an Olympic gold medal, uh, become the first boxer to win three heavyweight world championship titles in a row, and also over his 21-year career, Ali would become victorious 56 times. Um, but what makes Muhammad Ali so special, however, is yes, his uh, boxing success, but um, you know also just you know. He, what he was able to accomplish by using his platform, you know, as a way to to speak directly to the public. Um, Ali played a large role in both the civil rights movement and protests against the against the Vietnam War. Um, but just looking at the in the beginning of his career, um, it was rumored that he was close friends with uh, the civil rights leader and fo- and uh, follower of Islam, Malcolm X, and. <clears throat> This was only rumored, but after a fight in Miami, um, in a press conference, Ali actually confirmed those um, rumors and um, admits to the media that he has converted to Islam. And with that, um, after after winning a championship um, in that year, in 1964, uh, that this is when he would change his name from K- K- Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. And um, Ali quoted saying uh, about the name changes, um, Cassius was a white man's name, a slave's name. I'm no longer Clay. I'm no longer a slave. I'm Muhammad Ali. And this was a very controversial move because at the time, no athlete in the U.S. had made a stance like that and has used their platform, you know, for social change or, um, you know, a name change um, like like this. Um, But... uh, you know, and even after saying this publicly, newspapers and journalists would still refer to him um, as as Clay, um, even even saying it to his face during interviews sometimes. And I just think this shows where the U.S. was as far as equals right goes. You know, um, in 1964, this was after um, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was signed into law. Um, but he, you know, he was still treated as lesser than his white counterpart, and you know his name change is a perfect representation of of how that was and how people treated him. Um, and after this, he would make it clear that his legacy um, would be remembered with his involvement in the civil rights movement and and just many other social issues. And you know, while while all his involvement and in all the social issues are important. I really want to focus um, on his decision to refuse the draft and not fight in the Vietnam War, uh, just because it was such a controversial move. And um, when he got drafted, it was um, the it was fu- no, it was the most fierce fighting at the time. So, um, you know, yeah, like I said in nineteen, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said in nineteen 
um, 76, and it was the height of the Vietnam War, and um, Ali was drafted into the United States Army, and, um, you know, he did this, he he did it in a very public way in front of cameras and journalists alike, uh, and that is refusing to draft, and um, as you could have guessed, <coughs> this was taken with great disrespect by the public. Uh, at the time, you know, refusing to draft um, meant, you know, two things, heavy fines um, and jail time. And heavy, heavy jail time at that. Um, but, you know, the the only way to legally be exempt from the draft is if the following applies to you. And that is um, you are a conscientious objector. You have health reasons that like you would fail a um, the the U.S. Army physical um, deemed not to fight. Uh, you know, if, if you have if you can prove that you have children that are dependent of you, and uh, you know this was a different time back then, but um, you know if you were homosexual, um, if you went to college, and uh, you know this is what a hundred like over a hundred thousand people did um, back in the day uh, during the Vietnam War and the draft, and that was uh, run away to Canada with the knowledge that you probably won't be welcome back to the United States. Um, and you know, although these didn't apply to Ali, and he never thought about fleeing to fleeing north to Canada, uh, he still refused the draft and uh, publicly um, advocated against it. Now, with this decision to reject to reject the draft, um, it came with some very real and powerful quotes um, from Ali that um, you know we're still we're, that we still look at today. So I just wanted to share a couple couple of them with you guys <coughs> no, right now. The first one I have is, uh, and shoot them for what? And excuse me, um, you know, he does say uh, expletive here, but obviously I won't say it. And he goes, and shoot for me for what? They never call me the N-word. They never lynch me, never put dogs on me, never robbed me of my nationality. And he goes on. Uh, he's, also, he's also saying, and this is a very famous quote by him. He goes, I ain't got no quarrel with the Viet Cong. And, you know, Ali just hated the idea of how the United States goes around and of the world and, you know, um, how he puts it, uh, imposes their will on other people. And um, I just think it's hard to disagree with him, um, you know, at this time uh, with the with the Vietnam War going on. And, uh, you know, th- thankfully today our armed forces is a, a is a full volunteer force. Um, but just getting back to Ali after his refusal to the draft. Uh, he was actually banned from boxing for three years and fined uh, $10,000. And um, although his career was put on pause for three years, his media presence did not fade. And in my opinion, uh, it, 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 it only grew. Um, and with that, with those three years away from boxing, he would, tr- he would um, have the chance to travel across the country to different college campuses and speak to students about his decision about, um, you know, dodging the draft and just to warn general saying uh you know it's been it's been said that i have two alternatives either i go to jail <coughs> either i go to jail or go to the army but i would like to say that there's another alternative and that alternative is justice and if justice prevails i will n- i will neither go to the army nor will i go to jail and as a college student uh <coughs> as a college student then hearing someone like as someone as powerful as Ali talk with such passion and truth um, about such a important conversation in that um, during that time, 
uh, I just think would, you, I think I would have a hard time disagreeing with his message. And you know, during this time, he would receive praise from um, many, many um, notable people like Martin Luther King Jr., uh, who would who would describe his refusal as an amazing act of courage. And um, you know, while at the same time he was been getting these praise by people like um, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, he would be neg- negatively represented in the media, often unfairly compared to um, play, uh, athletes like Jackie Robinson and fellow boxer Joe Lewis as as they joined the armed forces when their when it was their turn to answer the call. Um, and now, just, as the war, war in Vietnam continued to drag on, and you know you have the nightly news showing nets of the of the dead being transported by helicopter in the background, and what and that seemed to go on. Um, every broadcast, it seemed like, you know, less and less people began to show support for the war. And with this, people finally saw, um, they came, they finally came around to at, um, Muhammad Ali and saw the message that he was trying to get out there. And, um, you know, people began to show support for him. And um, in, 19, in 1970, the New York Supreme Court finally gave back um, his boxing license, and um, later that year, uh, his conviction for, review- for for refusing the draft was overturned. And just like his conviction um, years earlier, um, it was within a unanimous decision. And <clears throat> later that same year, he was he's finally got the chance to um, have his first bout since leaving the sport. And this was against Jerry uh, Quarian. Uh, it was a quick fight. He won in the third round. And um, you know, the next year, that's when Ali could really have a chance to, you know, prove himself again. And he would take on Joe Frazier in an attempt to uh, take back his crown of, as champion of the world. Uh, his first heavyweight champion match um, since since his uh, ban from boxing. And uh, this match was held in Madison Square Garden. And it would be advertised as the fight of the century. Um, it would all, it would actually guarantee both fighters two point five million dollars respectively, and, and that was a number that has never been reached uh, for a single fight. Um, so definitely a a a a world record fight, um, you know. But um, Ali would after he would unfortunately he would get knocked down in the fifteenth round and and lose that um, fight, but. Um, he would go. He would continue to fight um, until 1981, where where he would finish with a record of 56 wins, with only five losses, um, and with those 56 wins, 37 of the 37 of them were knockouts. And um, you know he would eventually be diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease in in 1984, in which some experts think is a result of you know the many blows. The fighter took to the head um, during his long career, but um, you know Ali died. Um, eventually, he eventually died at the age of uh, seventy four in two thousand sixteen, and um, you know he Ali is a Muhammad Ali is a name that will always be remembered as a fighter, an activist, and uh, a follower of Islam. And uh, he was a great person, and he's left a great legacy with many great stories and quotes about him and it was just a uh, fantastic time researching about him um and uh yeah next week we're going to be diving into the diving into uh the relationship with 9-11 and baseball and how baseball was used um kind of as a tool to uh you know reunite the united states after such a terrible attack um so that's that's what i got on for next next episode and uh uh see you guys then